Hello folks, welcome to another edition of Politics and Run. I'm Egberto Willis, your host from Washington, D.C. Our motion, we're moving for temporary reasons. Thank you so kindly for being here with me today, my dear brothers and sisters. Hey, guess what? The All the hardware and the lights are on order and we should have them there next week. I've tried to do things like reduce some rates here. So I want you guys to tell me, if, am I in sync? I am not in sync. Am I coming through clearly enough? Am I not coming through clearly? I don't know. But what I've tried to do is adjust different levels here. It's not the optimum, but when that new computer comes in, I'll spend all that time making sure to reconfigure to work correctly. Courtney, the SLP, welcome aboard. Courtney, Bridge MCP, welcome E2247. Peggy Lopez, como estas, amiga? And of course, we have E2247 and um, uh, AVQ, Michael Rodnan, Deb Denny. I read that stuff on the judges. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Uh, who else have we got here? Bridge. Anyway, look. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get started. We have a great program for you today. Uh, a little interesting green screen thing here. Anyway, anyway, you sound good in Spain. Melanie Keelan, how are you doing, Melanie? Anyhow, folks, here's, here's how we go. Here's how we go. Title of the show today, Bernie Loses It with Joe Manchin. Second item, Republican exposed on debt ceiling and Dems. We cannot allow for... Poverty, folks. Poverty, poverty, poverty. We have the solution. We can solve the problem. We can solve the problem now. Why won't we do it, folks? We cannot fail. We simply cannot fail. Anyhow, let's get started with Rudnin has his issues. Good stuff, Rudnin. United Nations report. Five billion could struggle could uh, could struggle to access water in 2050. That's not too far away. A lot of us are still going to be alive in 2050. Our civilization will not survive this. The future depends on how we act now. There has been around a 30% increase in the amount of the duration drought since 2000. You know what's interesting? What is interesting is we are surrounded by water. Water we can't use. And the water we can use, you know what's happening, folks? I don't know if the articles that uh, you, you, you wrote, you, you read, um, Michael, if, it, if people are quite aware of what's really going down with water. We have people now doing things called buying water rights. Okay, think about that. They want to buy your water rights now. And, and, and if you, the, the old oil guy, T. Boone Pickens, he went through all Texas and bought a whole lot of uh, the, our surface water, underground water, I mean, all of that kind of stuff. That's what's going on now. We have a lot of water, but fresh water, it's a little bit less. We, we do have enough just in the wrong places. And I think it is up, to, and people don't know this. I, I, I'm going to go to your second topic uh Rudnan, but I, I think people need to understand this. We don't have a shortage of water. What we have is a society that wants to make water the type of commodity gasoline is. Whenever you hear people talk about pricing water so that we can economize on it and use less and it will be distributed a little bit better, hold your wallet, hold your pocketbook. 
it's yet another method for the, the economic structure to steal from the average American for something that should pretty much be virtually free. Water, virtually free. So they start creating all kinds of laws that are going to make water be the next gasoline. If you go to Nigeria, even Nigeria, swimming in oil, all this kind of stuff now, they don't want to build water port portable plants. They let Nestle and all these guys come in, bottle water, sell it to them. So they, their oil is used to make the plastics that bottle the water that they don't want to make cheap for their citizenry. If you don't understand the corrosive nature of our economic system, once we know it, we can stop it, right? Potable water is just as good as most bottled waters you drink, if not better. A lot of people don't realize that. Anyhow, uh, let me see. Michael has another topic. Another day, another catastrophic oil spill. I saw that article. Leak in Texas fuel cell, fuel calls to keep in the ground. We must transition to a renewable energy future as fast as we can. We need a better, safer energy supply. Renewables can't wait, according to Rudnan, which is right. Northwest Progressive Institute fossil fuels pollute first the California spill. Now this, we must transition to a renewable energy future as fast as we can. That's why we need climate investments in the Build Back Better bill. And you're absolutely right. We need that in the bill. But, you know, we have to show people the urgency. As California see their beaches go... Because, again, look, remember, corporations are individual people. They create that oil spill. If that oil spill gets too dangerous or start to cost too much, guess what happens? That individual name, whatever that corporation, that pipeline belongs to, will simply go bankrupt and we'll all pay the bill and they'll disappear. And the wealthy people who got wealth from creating that substandard pipeline, they walk away scotch-free. They don't tell you this, but that's how it works. Okay, another one from Michael Rudnan. Let's see what else he says here. He says, uh, more than 120,000 uh, U.S. kids had caregivers die during the pandemic. Wow, I didn't realize that large. I am reading this, unable to imagine being one of them, and then reading the statistics, realizing there's so many. I don't know what to do. You know what you do? You're doing what you're doing now. We are informing, and we're spreading the word. Because the, the thing about it is a lot of people do not know this type of information, and it's not generally in places where, you know, you know what people like? Hey, bring up an Instagram and put something on it. I told um, a lot of folks right now, there, the other avenue that I want to get into, and this, this memes on Instagram and all these other places, to find good people who can convert this serious information into something that drags people in and see that the existential nature for them in it. So all of us together can actually do that, and that's what we're trying to do. Um, I can run and I have another long one here. How other... How other nations pay for child care? The U.S. is an outlier. Of course we are. Our nation has the wrong priorities. We need to be spending on our people and on infrastructure investment. From the article, in the development world, developed world, the United States is an outlier in its low levels of financial support for young children's care, something Democrats with the safety net spending bill are trying to change. The U.S. spends 0.2% of GDP on child care for children two and under, which amounts to about $200 a year for most families in the form of a once-a-year tax credit for parents who pay for care. The other wealthy countries in the Organization for Economic Corporation and Development spend on average of 0.7% of GDP on toddlers, mainly through heavy subsidies, child care. Denmark, for example, spends $23,140 $23, 
annually per child on care for children two and under. You know, you have a group of people in America that likes to say we cherish families. They like to say we care about people. They like to say all these things. But put, let me show you where I put my dollar and I show you what I care on or care in. Um, and uh, not a pat on the back, but when I, when I came to politics that started politics done right and decided to do all of this, it, it wasn't a hard choice, but it was a, it was a choice that had to be a pragmatic choice. What do you give up to do right? And, and if you take a look at these countries, they, they don't give up on enriching the few, those who earn, those who are worth the least and affect the most. Think about that. Michael Ronis Egberto, rather unfortunate you're probably not able to post memes. Not yet, but the products are on order and I'm going to find a way to do it. I'm going to find a way in this very small space to give us the full programming. It's going to be cramped. I'm going to have to watch how I move around us. You know, but I'm going to get it done because that is what we're here for. And you know what? Those of you who gave to the GoFundMe, that's what you deserved and paid for. Deb, hello. Thanks for reviewing the article. Loved it, Deb. Deb, loved it, loved it. It was the article on the judges that uh, that ruled on companies that they actually owned stock in or had a part in. Uh, Bridge MCP. Hi, peeps. Ashley, update. Thank you for asking. Ashley uh, left ICU couple days ago or la well it was midnight when she left the last midnight and she did fairly well and now they're discharging her from the hospital into a an extensive rehab facility right across the street i signed her in on the phone today and linda is over there having her move from the hospital into the care Linda will be giving her, and because of COVID, only one person can sign up to be the care, the person who gets to visit, etc. Sadly, it can only be one person. I, I, I convinced them to make Linda do it today up until she leaves, and then I do it from the time she leaves, I mean, from the time she leaves going forward, however long it takes. So I may have to adjust the time of the show but I'll let you know that a, a, about a, a couple of days in advance based on what I find out today. And we'll take it from there. Thank you for asking. She goes into extensive therapy right now. And given that you brought up Ashley, I want to, I want to thank all of you. I really, really do from the depths of my heart. I have been humbled. I said that I wanted to, you know, this has been something just thrown at us. And... Um, I've been humbled by the support I've been getting to get our new studio here at Ashley's place. I'm honestly, honestly humbled. I am also thankful. And to put it bluntly, we have to say America thanks you. America thanks America for having people of this caliber that says, you remember earlier I said, show me what you're interested in and show where you put your money. And I, I would challenge anybody to see in the past where we've gone. And now you, I want to thank you guys for being, I always told you that you are the owners of politics done right. And I do not say that, I do not say that lightly. 
I genuinely, genuinely mean it. That's why when Rudnan comes with all this stuff and he reads it or anybody wants to get things there, I make sure to honor it and put it out there. But let me tell you better. People say, well, what happens when you get 100,000 people watching in a day and, and, and you have people coming in and asking you to do things? Well, the people who, who brung me here, the people who brung me here, of course, will have to have priority on the things that we display on our networks from them. But by the same token, the newer people that come in will try to find some equitable way to make sure everybody understand that this belongs to them, to you. And I mean that from the depths of my heart. Understand that I want a change in media. Understand that I want a change in people's access. Understand that I want a change in how people feel engaged in our body politic because too often we feel like we can't make a difference too often we feel like our voice is insignificant even if you have something silly to say and i've had a lot of silly things to say myself your voice is not insignificant a silly thing can be corrected when i say something silly one of you correct me hey that's the name of the game okay thank you breach Hello, relatives. Today's visit will be the greatest ever. That sounds like E2247, and that's who it is. Peggy Lopez, hi all. The U.S. is an outlier in most human areas. Only in corporate areas does the U.S. excel. I love that. That is a statement of the day because it, it mimics something that we say all the time. In America, we value capital over humanity. In, in effect, hell, after slavery ended, even some people got paid for that lost capital. It's amazing. Thank you, Peggy Lopez, for pointing that out. If we fail to, to take back the House and the Senate in 2022, Trumpism, I think, will die. January 6th will be your obituary. Senator Lindsey Graham speaking privately to Trump from peril by Woodward and Costa. Uh, so we need to make it die and make sure that doesn't happen. The video audio sync has improved. Thank you, Courtney. Uh, AVQ sync looks good. Thanks, AVQ. I dropped the rate by a bunch, but the quality that means when we do the reproduction is not going to be as good. But I'm also recording it on hard drive, so we should be okay. Lots better, pretty much in sync on YouTube. Thank you, guys. Melanie Keelan says, You sound good in Spain. Here we are, Representative Jamie Raskin, who won the election in Arizona. Big said, We don't know. It was funny. I saw that. Peggy agreed, and we uh, highlighted your comment on my FB. We'll share. Yeah, Michael, that was a great article that needs some more uh, notoriety, as I told her in, the, uh, in my reply to her. Uh, looks to me like you are on the moon and we are on the earth. Just a slight jumpiness on the screen. Okay, that should not be, I hope, on the hard drive, but we'll see. May Wood, hello from Long Beach, California. Hello, my brother May Wood. Uh, Courtney SLP, uh, let's see what else we have here. The press needs to face reality. America isn't guaranteed a happy ending. Exactly. Hi, Bridge MCP from, uh, from Peggy Lopez. Anything that humans need is a power grab for money. It's amazing how they say that, isn't that? All right. Egberto, uh, I think Wall Street started buying up water in the 2019s. Yes, I think if you take a look at the article written by, uh, I think his name, actually, I think it may have been before Sunil Radnan. I think it's been before. Uh, look up, it was before, look up T. Boone Pickens, um, Rudnan, and you'll see when he started. Peggy Lopez, capitalism is a cause of slavery. As we had it here, there is nothing that capitalists will not commodify. 
That is a and and people honest need to understand that that is what it is all about. You got to commodify everything, right? And and but you you also have to do it in a sustainable way. And our new form of capitalism knows how to do that. We still have slaves. We just don't need to have the whips anymore. And it's no longer delineated by one's hue, one's color, one's tonality. And that's where we're at. Bridge MCP was gonna say you did it already. Michael Rudin says, nearly all bottled water has microplastic, while if you have good water coming out of your tap, they filter microplastics out of tap water. Exactly. Okay. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, what have, let's see, what we have is a shortage of potable water. Yes, there are lots of water, but it's polluted, contaminated, and brackish. But we have the technology to clean it all up cheaply enough to populate the world with gallons of water per person. Many water springs have been bought by big corps, correct? Maywood, replying to MCP. Let's see what else we have here. Uh, let's see. Uh, that's a different language, E2247, but I'll read. The medicine comes from the grandmother earth, yes. Michael Ryan says, judges and politicians shouldn't have financial portfolios. Conflicts of interest causing corruption are inevitable. Absolutely true. Send in positive energy and healing. Thank you, Courtney, as usual. Uh, great rehab, good, so you can not visit, adjust your show, we are here. Yeah, I am going to adjust the show for, um, uh, so uh, the, I think it's going to be probably, and I'm, I'm, I'm tentative because it seems like the, the, the time to visit is still going to be 2 to 4, I mean 2 to 6, which means that's 2 to 6 Eastern time, which means Central time it is, uh, oh, what is it, Central time? 1 to 5, but... What I'm thinking is I'm going to have the program at 11 Eastern, which would make it noon Central. What? No, no. 11. What, what did I say? I think 12. I'll, I'll have it on 12 Eastern, which makes it 11 Central. I'm probably not going to have a choice because after the show, I have to run over, drive over to the rehab center. And that's seven days a week. Now, uh, she'll be there a minimum, I think, of two weeks. So the show will have to change time, likely a minimum of two weeks. And whenever that changes, the ch it'll go back to... If you guys prefer it there, we'll have it there. If you want me to change it back to where it was, it's going to be your call. I'll probably have a boat or something. Melanie Keelan says, Go Ashley, go Linda, go Egberto, muchas gracias. Melanie. Paula Johnson, great news about Ashley's progress. Praying for you all. I called her... Or rather, she called me this morning. We, well, actually, we called each other several times while she's bored inside of the uh, semi-ICU. It wasn't fully ICU. They got her out of the ICU. And Ashley's like, Daddy, I'm so tired. I mean, even though she's in bed, she's so tired. That stroke really took a lot out of her. And we, we'll see her assessment after two days of... Um, they, they, they told me they'll give me an assessment of how long, etc. It's It's funny because here's what they told me. When I'm speaking to check her into the um, into the room, and this this happens to be politics, so I'm going to bring it in. I don't want to have the show taken over by my personal problems because this is your show. But this has relevance to our politics, mm -hmm. and it, it and it is sad. I, I want you to to understand what what happened here. I I, I went there and they said, um, you know what, Egberto. Um, She's going to be here a minimum of two weeks. And I said, and what happens? Uh, how do we know how long she's going to stay? The manager says, well, it all depends on her progress and your insurance, her insurance. And I'm like, oh, my God. 
my daughter could still get hit by this insurance fiasco if she still needs another two weeks and they're saying the insurance don't want to pay it. So she will suffer even though they could do better for her, she would have to suffer because of insurance. You see why we need Medicare for all? Do you see why? Is that clear? And it is not at all difficult to figure out that this is important. Anyway, let me continue with, uh, Courtney says, slavery continues the U.S. penal system. Yeah, but uh, I, want to, I want to put a pushback on that on you, Courtney, because the, the penal system is a clear slavery to see, right? You get incarcerated on something silly and you have to work the fields and in, in, in Alabama, Louisiana, Texas and develop crops and sow, sow tires and build license plates, etc. But it's deeper. It's deeper. It's hard for the average American to, to go ahead and think of themselves as slaves to the system, right? Because when you think slavery, you're thinking that Somebody is holding that whip and they're spears like, like black people went through uh, in this country. I mean, it's not the genocide that the, that the natives went through or not the severe discrimination and lesser being that the Chinese and other Asians went through in this country. But the spearing, the, the whip on your back that slices and leaves the scars and bleeds. That's what you think about slavery, right? That was the, that part was simply to keep order. The whips, the slicing, was to keep order. It wasn't so much a dehumanization. It was to keep order. But here's the deal. They found, this, our economic system found, that we no longer had to put the chains on you. Think about this. I want you to really think about it. They, the start is to let you get the picture of slavery as that black person with a slice in their back with a whip hidden and a superior being over that person. And you, the average American, look more closely like the superior being. So you never, no matter what happens to you in society, no matter what happens, whenever you see oppression, whenever you see something bad happening to somebody that is unbearable, you can look at that person and say, that's not happening to me. And even though it's no longer occur, we've liberated the slaves. That doesn't happen to me. So that's a, understand that that instantiation of that brutal slavery was simply the marker that you look at so that you, whatever conditions we put you into, you can say at least that is not happening to me. That is what real slavery looked like. But my contention is different. My contention is the following. The slaves were in bad shape and most of them were bad. They had no, you know, but they had health insurance because they were capital. They had health insurance. A slave did not want a damaged, a machine that was damaged. So they got health insurance and they got clothing and they got fed. Everything was taken care of for them. And I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying realize that we take care of our property better than we take care of humanity. So then they had to fuse that into a system that looked marginally humane and at the same time give you the semblance of being able to get ahead. And that's where we are today. 
There are 20% of the people that are living, you know, they're, they're the guardians of the gate. 10% the guardian of the gate, 20% the guardians of the guardians of the gate. And, 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 and the pecking order goes down. But ultimately, if you take a look at your bank account, if you take a look at what you have left afterwards, the same thing they wanted out of the slaves is what they want out of the average American worker. We want your labor paid as little as possible for it. And then a few make a killing off of you. And you say, Egberto, that is such a cynical way to look at things. And then I say, it's not cynical. Folks, by the way, if you're on YouTube, please do a thumbs up for me on the, 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 the video. And if you are on Facebook, please go ahead and do a like on the page as well. And, and here's where I want to say, because this is important. You want to say it's cynical, right? But ultimately, the numbers don't lie. The change that occurred during slavery is no different than the changes that occur now. The very few are getting very rich. And most people, they always find ways to take your money to give to a few. And Michael Rudman was talking about water today. Water, corporations buying water rights, and they want to sell you water. The same thing goes with your homes. It was a time where your assets were built in home. Today, there was a story on MSNBC in Atlanta. Everybody trying to bid on homes. They can't buy a home. Corporations are pooling their monies, buying homes, and then the only thing you can do is rent it. So you don't get a chance to build your asset base because now you have to rent because there are no homes to buy you can afford because they're buying it up and then they're taking your rent to pay off their bills that they used to pay. And it even gets worse. You own your home and they convince you to take out a, uh, a reversed mortgage on it. Another way to say, I'll take all of your capital. I mean, look, it, these things are done in subtle manners, right? That you don't really see what's happening till it's too late. And by the time it has happened, it's like, what's the recourse? So I want you to take, I, I want you to keep those notions in mind because they're important. All right. I'm sorry for just rattling on and rattling on, but you know, I, I just, again, that's what we come here for. All right. People click thumbs up. It helps with viewers. Thank you all guys. Eric Hayes, hi there, it's good. I'm not touching that one. Mike Ryan, in 2011, I didn't know about that. T Boone's Pickens and Regional Water Supplier. Pickens and his Mesa Water Inc. sold the water rights beneath 211,000. Yep, exactly. Uh, so that, that's what I wanted to uh, point out to you, Michael. You brought the story. I enhanced that story that people need to know about, brother. So thank you for, thank you for triggering my mind to tell an important story and also to link that water to capitalizing on every American citizen or, or, or commoditizing water to take more wealth away from Americans. Michael Ryan Egberto, the difference is that uh, it wanted something widespread done by Wall Street, which started in 2019. Oh, I'm not, look, guy, I am not this, you know, you're right, but I'm just saying that this stuff was really, you know, people all started seeing the value of water jumping on an early thing. Uh, Breeze, we will deal with the time. It, we cannot make it. We can still view sheer light. Thank you, my dear beautiful lady. Uh, Tom C. Peric, uh, per Corey Bush, approximately 60,000 undocumented Canadians currently live in the USA. Uh, where is the wall? Cops on horseback nation. I mean, you won't see that. We understand that. We've been talking about that. Exactly, Tom C. Great question, Tom C. All right, we got, uh, let's see, your treatment as a refugee is directly proportional to your hue. I said, 
Oh, wow. I love you, Michael Rudden. I said that a few weeks ago, right? I think I was still in Houston when I made that statement. Oh, thank you for remembering that, sir. Uh, Jeff, let's see. Jeffrey Clark should be disbarred. Congressman Scott Perry should be expelled. I agree. Bless your family, Egberto. Eric Hayes, I thank you so kindly. You see, the humanity in us all, whether you're a Republican, left, right, or whatever, is there. And what we have to try to do is fuse that humanity and policy. And that's what I'm trying to do with brothers and sisters like uh, Eric Hayes and others. You know I love you, Eric, but we got to fix some of the, the thought processes that some have instilled in my, 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 in my humble opinion. Paula Johnson. Hey, Paula, how are you doing, my dear friend? Beautiful Paula Johnson said, prime example why there is need for Medicare for All. Like I mentioned before with my daughter and, uh, and the insurance, we don't know yet. Uh, how are you supposed to keep criminals in prison busy? Uh, that's another story. Uh, let's see what else we have here. ABQ Eric Hayes, dog with a bone, found an article about a bail bond for an ongoing threat. The incident in the article has not been reshared outside of the Fox network. That's uh, funny. All right. Keep criminals in prison busy learning to read, learning to trade. Peggy, you know, that is so sensible. Most people want punitive in uh, punitive damages in prison. And when they come out, they have nothing to do but what they've learned from their punitivity, if that's the word. All right, let's see what else we have here. Uh, man, today you guys took over my show. You are on point, my brother. Thank you, Mike Mike. Tom C. Peggy Lopez coming about prisons. Absolutely. Bridge MCP, PPL pay uh, less because prisoners are doing the work, not the state. Yes. Uh, Quinnipiac poll released today. 77% of Texans want wanting Roe versus Wade. Uh, Courtney SLP says foreign buyers are buying American homes too. Yes, they are. Uh, Rose Williams. Hi, everyone. Finally back from PT. I hope the PT went well for you, Rose. Sure hope so. Nearly four-fifths of them. How can Republicans win against the level of outrage? I don't know. I don't think they can. I think it's over. Uh, but you know, what happens in Texas is when the change come, it comes like that. We were a 100%, almost 100% Democratic state. When it changed over to Republican, it went like that. And I think that's what we're about to see happen in Texas again. Daniela Doe, just say with the, uh, uh, replying to Eric Hayes, just stay with the effing narrative and he will discuss all day as a real radical. Egberto has dogma he must adhere to. I still love you, Daniela Doe. All right, let's play our first video. Our first video is important because it shows you the hypocrisy de los republicanos, republicanos. Estoy hablando inglés como un inglés, español como un inglés. Here we go. Let's hear it. Big difference. This is something that we've never done before, and it's being sold that we're going to pay for a good portion of it. And a lot of the tax proposals, even most of the Democrats, or many of them wouldn't be for when it gets beyond two or three proposals. So I'm let's thinking that... Let's be super that, clear, though, yeah. Senator, if you, like, like raising the debt ceiling, right, is about not defaulting on the money already spent that was spent under somebody who you... You know, supported one of your party's former leaders, Donald Trump. Right. That was money. That was those are bills that President Trump and that Congress wrapped up that you now have to pay. How are you not going to do that? 
That's part of those trillion dollar deficits that we had evolved to even then. And I wasn't for that. I didn't vote to raise the debt ceiling when I was here in 19. One of the few Republicans that will practice what we preach. If you don't have reforms, don't accommodate it. So the difference. Senator Braun tried to pull a fast one. And you know what? The MSNBC host did not allow him to get away with it. And this is what the kind of stuff that we're supposed to do. Not allow these clowns to get away with the lies. But you know, I mean, he's kept on talking. And yes, some would say he got across. But she kept on reminding him that you're paying for past expenses. Check this out and then we'll go ahead and take it on the other side. Big difference. This is something that we've never done before. And it's being sold that we're going to pay for a good portion of it. And a lot of the tax proposals, even most of the Democrats, or many of them wouldn't be for when it gets beyond two or three proposals. So I'm thinking that... Let's be super clear, though, Senator. Like, raising the debt ceiling, right, is about not defaulting on the money already spent that was spent under somebody who you... You know, supported one of your party's former leaders, Donald Trump. Right. That was money. That was those are bills that President Trump and that Congress racked up that you now have to pay. How are you not going to do that? That's part of those trillion dollar deficits that we had evolved to even then. And I wasn't for that. I didn't vote to raise the debt ceiling when I was here in 19. One of the few Republicans that will practice what we preach. If you don't have reforms, don't accommodate it. So the difference here is that never have we teed up this amount of spending. And in the context, Hallie, 18 trillion in debt when I got here. Uh, in January of 19, now 28.4. This is kicking something down the road. And there's a point. Yes, it's like we've had an epiphany as Republicans. We better practice what we preach when we do get the reins back of lowering deficits and still being engaged in issues like reforming health care, being involved in a climate discussion with conservative ideas. We don't do that. So we got to do better when we do get it back. But we've never seen anything like this where not one Republican voted for the spending that we now want to raise the debt ceiling to accommodate but as I just, well. I, I just have to be super clear again, you know, the, the, the discussion that is happening right now that we talked about just a moment ago, the President Biden's talking about is disconnect, like the debt ceiling, getting that raised is money that's already spent. What I hear from you, Senator, and, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, I hear you acknowledging in some ways the hypocrisy of your own party when you talk about how it is, to use a paraphrase from you, convenient now that Republicans are, are going to go against this. Is that fair? No, I'm saying that if there aren't any reform measures associated with anything we do here, I'm not going to be for it. I've been clear that this has evolved over a couple decades of where we've been borrowing to do the things that we consume. Coming out of World War II, debt exceeded at any time in our country's history uh, percentage of GDP. We were savers and investors. We paid it off, built the interstate highway system. We're consumers and spenders now, and that's been both parties. So you've got to draw a line in the sand that $6.5 trillion total between rescue and this is spending in a binge that we've never seen before and we both have guilt on how we got here pre-2021 i can't have my fingerprint on it so 
I don't want to belabor the point again. Of course, some of that spending was 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 done prior, right, to this current administration, and some was in response to this this pandemic. Just as a businessman, Senator, you and I have talked about this. You're a business guy, right? Do you worry about what would happen if, in fact, we do go over that cliff, right? The effect that a default would have on the economy and the responsibility that your party would have for some of that. So, uh, again, uh, this is accommodating future, this spending that's teed up currently as well. And yes, most of that blame would be on the fact we've evolved over many years to get as where we are. Out, yes. And sooner or later, we're going to have to reconcile it with all of our concerns and needs that we want as each party, but not borrow it from our kids and grandkids. Okay. And I know all Americans agree with that. It's hard to fathom this guy. Let's first get a few facts. The economy has always done better under Democratic rule than under Republican rule. That is something that is verifiable. You can look at the stats. It's all there for all to see. Don't take my word for it. Numero dos. Uh, Democrats in general are fiscally more responsible. They have smaller debt deficits than do Republicans. Verifiable. Look it up. And likewise, Democrats attempt to pay for their bills more so than Republicans. Good example, build back better uh, the, the portion, the human portion. The real fight is about how are we going to pay for it. They're talking about paying for it. The, the bipartisan thing, they weren't all that interested in paying for it. And likewise, the big uh, Trump tax cut not paid for we have to tell the truth and stop allowing these guys to spin. I like what she said, which was important. Are you acknowledging the hypocrisy of your party? He didn't admit to it, but in effect, that's exactly what it is. We spend a lot of time. And that, that is the case, right? I, I, I try to tell my good friends this. Uh, firstly, and importantly, if you take a look at the economic trends, it always does better under Democrats than Republicans. And it's not a partisan statement. It's just a statement of fact. And there are reasons why. If your policies expand on who gets to spend money, basic economic theory will tell you you will have more vibrancy in your economy. If your policies tend to suck money out to a few people who don't have that much economic productivity themselves or will spend themselves, it slows the economy. People like to use Reagan. And it, it irks me that they use Reagan as an example of economics that, that that works because Reagan was a a what you would call a Keynesian economy he, he gave away tax credits but at the same time he blew up the budget that is Keynesian economics and then he tried to sell it as conservatism just because it had tax cuts it was irresponsible um this is the time where I ask you to support the show and I I, I forgot to bring my thing up so what I want to ask you is if you are listening to us on YouTube right now, I want to ask you so kindly to click on that um, join button. Click on that join button and become a part of our PDR Posse. Uh, we need to get 1,000 members. We're at about 308 right now. Uh, we're kind of stuck there for some time now. 
uh, please become a part of our PDR Posse. Just go to politics. And if you're not on YouTube right now, you can actually do uh, go to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. Politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. And that will give you the same ability to come uh, to become, you know, to, to, to support us via YouTube. Let me put that link on the screen. Politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. There it is. You can also support us by becoming a patron. We also need a thousand patrons that you can reach at politicsandright.com slash patron. Patron is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. I usually repeat this because this goes on podcasts as well. Or, of course, you can support us via PayPal. And how do you do it over PayPal? Politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Uh, other ways to support us, many ways to support us. Again, remember, what you're supporting here is the dispensation of information all over, progressive information. Uh, what we're doing is we're doing our part in populating the ethos, the, 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 the media space with progressive information that neither the mainstream media wants you to know in detail. Like when I give you that that uh, slavery, that redescription of slavery in today's world, you won't get that sort of explanation on mainstream media because it's not something that's conducive to our economic system unchanged. But it's the truth. And if you know that, you have if, if you understand the, the concept that most people today will fall under the, the same tenets that slaves fell under just without the whip and without the much of the loss of humanity, you would have more uh, stake in your negotiations with this is what we want. You will not allow them to snow you with saying you are undeserving or look at that person that is cleaning up the streets. I remember, and I, I will be, thank you, Sarah, for ordering the t-shirt. I will, and thanks for buying the mug. Uh, let, me, let me tell you this. And I'll, I'll be very honest. I am an engineer. I came to the United States from Panama, what's considered a third world country, came, went to the University of Texas. We, my father was a fireman. Uh, my mother was a, a homemaker until they divorced and she got a job. And um, when I came over here, I, in Panama, I would have been considered middle class. And I came over here and realized that my Panamanian middle class compared to what uh, the upper middle class and all of that was here was like, wow. And I, 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 I had other concepts, but that's beside the point. What was interesting is after I got my degree as an engineer and I formed my company and all this kind of stuff, I was always an activist, always progressive. But like many progressives, deep inside, and as much as you don't say certain things, you look at certain people in certain conditions and you say, Why? Come on, man, get up, go do that. And I still say that, and I still mean that. But you never actually made the connection between the causality, right? You were ready to tell that person, just do it. You know, I had parents that were pushing me to school, pushing me to do these things, right? And a lot of people didn't have that. So you have to look at causality in all these issues so that you can be sufficiently empathetic to understand the policies that are needed outside of the family structure only to help. And those are the things that we want to enlighten people with. I mean, 
it is okay to see somebody messing up their life and hating that they're messing up their life. But understanding there's a genesis, there's a beginning, there's a why. And how do you mitigate that why? Okay, so I don't know why I went off on that tangent. Forgive me. You know, sometimes I get into and I still have to play the Bernie tape. But anyway, 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 let's go ahead and continue reading your stuff. So bear with me a second. Uh, let's see. John Smith, uh, uh, let's see. If leftist economic policies were so great, would, would people be streaming to socialist-type economies, but the uh, opposite happens? Remember, uh, John Smith, I like to talk a lot. Thank you for being a good right-wing guy coming here and asking a question in a civil manner. Uh, there's causality for everything. And it's not that people... I, I don't know of any good uh, communist, socialist country on the planet. I know of, of democratic socialist countries that are closely approaching that. Norway, Denmark, uh, and, and countries like that. We have so much more money, we can actually do better. Bruce, you must be also watching Netroots. I only got a piece of Netroots in today. Even though I'm a sponsor of Netroots, if you take a look at the app, you'll see that Willie's Media LLC, Politics and Right, is a sponsor of Netroots as well. Um, Sarah Major uh, says, John Smith, then why is every dollar, every other one of my customers from Alabama, Kentucky, Arkansas, Georgia, because there ain't no jobs there? It, it, it is complex. And, 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 you know, John, you ask an important question as well. And I want to address that when we have more time. I don't have the time right now. But stick around. We're going to get to that because your question gives a lot of right-wingers the semblance of the reason for the beliefs that they have. And I want to tackle that. So thank you for bringing that up. And stay with us so that we can actually discuss that, brother. All right, let's see. Biden's approval rating dropped to 38% according to Quinnipiac. I think it's an outlier, but it is dropping. And I think it's going to continue to drop until we have a big bang and say we produce something and then we go out there and start to sell it. So um, I'll take the drop in the poll right now because of the sausage making that's terrible that shouldn't be. All right, ABQ, John Smith, if the leftist policies were allowed to flourish without sanctions, most Latin American countries would be a paradise right now. And part of the answer I was going to give is actually underlying the seedling that AVQ just provided there. Uh, let's see what else we got here. John Smith, Democrats aren't leftists on the inter international scale. Most Democrats are center-right. Exactly. Thank you, AVQ. Good observation. May Wood replying, Bruce Pollard. Bruce Pollard, what is it of the show? He's uh, watching Netroots, I'm pretty sure. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, John, AVQ, except that isn't the reason why such Latin American countries are having problems. Just look at Venezuela. Look at Venezuela. We can talk about Venezuela. I will give you the exact reasons for Venezuela. Remember, that's where I'm from, that part of the world. I'm from Panama. Uh, I would like you to start looking at Venezuela from Carlos Andres Perez. Carlos Andres Perez used to be the president of Venezuela. Understand that he was a... Well, we'll go... I'll take that another day. No, they are not, John Smith. Alabama has been blood red since the civil rights. Yes. Uh, let's continue. Uh, uh, Norway, Denmark, Sweden are verifying free market capitalist countries, a lot less regulation than the U.S. I suggest you look at their social safety net because that is what we're talking about. The difference between the giveaways by the right is that they have been given free money to those who don't need it and then take the money to enrich themselves. Very true. Oh boy, let's see what else I got here. And then we have 
Norway, Denmark, Sweden have wiser regulations than ours, including a top marginal tax rate and to make sure they have a strong social safety net for the people. How much time? I Guys, I only have eight minutes left. I'm going to do Bernie tomorrow, even though you're, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do Bernie for those who don't watch my blogs tomorrow. And the reason why I want to do that is um, I wanted to expand on what I said on Bernie with Manchin, etc. And eight minutes doesn't give me the amount of time. But like I said, it's your program. And if, because it's your program, if you guys keep putting the comments in, the comments will take precedence. So uh, I need some more comments in right now since I'm not going to do Bernie Sanders. You don't want me to go into a quick monologue. I prefer you guys dictate the monologue. In our world, most folk are, uh, at a football game would sit bell curved centered on the 50-yard line. If everyone had to sit on uh, on one side of the field in U.S., the bell curve centers on the right and five-yard line. True. Williams, the Build Back Better money comprises an investment that will allow ordinary Americans to work, make more money, and pay more taxes. That is the issue. And that is a fear of those who oppose it. That's the fear of those who oppose it. Uh, the giveaways from Republicans gave went nearly entirely to corporations and wealthy rather than to the people. True. Sarah Major, Venezuela was never socialist. It was a benevolent dictatorship under Chavez. SA has been NA's playground for 300 years and CIA and the United Fruit Company. It's amazing with Latin America, right? Uh, Sarah, Alabama state legislature was controlled by Democrats up on until 2010. You know, like I always say, genesis and context is important. First of all, Sarah is absolutely correct. And John Smith is absolutely correct. And you ask, how can that be? We had a switcheroo in parties in the South. The Democratic Party of the South, meaning here in Texas and in Alabama and these places, became the Republican Party. Uh, our, former, uh, our former governor of Texas, the, the great Trump supporter, was a Democrat. He converted to a Republican. Our senators in midstream converted from Republican, or from Democrat to Republican. So what you had was a switcheroo. So both of you are right. It was controlled by Democrats. Then those Democrats became Republicans. We have to remember the Southern Democrats, many of them were what's known as the Dixiecrats. It was progressive Republicans who really helped with the, under a Democratic Texas president, but with a lot of help from progressive Republicans, gave us voter rights, gave us a lot, the, 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 a lot of the, the, the policies that we want. So what, for me, it's not about Democrat and Republican. It's about policy. Right now, the people who are instituting policies to help American citizens are Democrats. And uh, John Smith, I am actually... Correct. Uh, Strong Thurmond was a Democrat, became Republican, and all the bad policies under him went with him. And you can go from senator to senator, some of them still in the Senate were Democrats before they became Republican. And the same disastrous policies they had for their constituents apply today. It's not, look, what I'm saying here is not hard 
to figure out or to, to, to verify. You can look it up. Just look it up. It's there. Look up who the Democrats were that ran Alabama, that ran South Carolina, that ran Georgia. Look them up. That's who they are. And when and you always hear me not talk, give kudos to good Republicans that have been there. Only one U.S. senator switched. The rest stayed them. Wrong. Wrong again. The Texas senator switched. The, the Alabama senator switched. Come on, guys. This is documented. You can look it up. Please, please do. This occurred over and over again. Anyhow, let's see what else we got from people. Uh, ABQ, that's my analysis, but I have tremendous confidence in it. I am uh, to the left of Gandhi, but in world perspective, I'm sitting on the right 10-yard line in the extreme left margin. I'm a, <laughs> I am very left, but the kind of left person that I am is as follows. I am always willing to learn where my two left word beliefs can put people in trouble. Okay? And um, I've been corrected by conservatives before that says, Egberto, but if you do that, you would have incentivized this to occur, etc. And then in my, I, you know, I would sit back and then they'll give me an example that says, take a look at this here, post and pre, and you see what I'm talking about. And let me give a good example. There are certain types of welfare programs that I think uh, should be implemented differently because really I think there are parts of the welfare system that honestly have predominantly hurt the black family. It hurt the white family too. The ones that were in the same social economic conditions as the black family, which in large is larger on a percentage basis though than, than white families. But of course, white families, you know, a quantity larger. And I've been convinced uh, that there are serious modifications needed there. And, you know, I've taken it, you know, like I said, I, uh, if you prove me wrong, I am not, I always want to come out here and let everybody know that I was wrong on the concept. Because remember, what we're trying to do here is change minds, not only change minds, but get to the truth that actually make all of our lives better. And in doing so, you have to realize we're all human, we make mistakes, etc. Uh, let's see, I saw one from Rose. For example, George Orwell condemned what went on in Russia and he wrote Animal Farm in 1984 in protest. He was a dyed-in-the-wool socialist but was disgusted by the authoritarian regimes. Reach MCP, for those leaning right and will not listen, it is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it. Exactly. Eric Hayes, that's a reply, ABQ. As it comes to government subsidies, the ones that have to go first are those to fossil fuel corporations. I agree. Smith, I can give 100% of examples of leftist programs and policies that hurt a lot of people. And I can give you uh, the policies of the right that don't only hurt people, they hurt generations of people. So we don't need to get into a you-know-what type of contest. What we need to do is work together for solutions, Brother Smith. And the fact that you are here as a right-winger gives me hope because I think you're a smart one for looking things up and saying certain things, and maybe you'll be able to convince some of us of a few things. Michael Rudin says, this has to end. Coal, oil, and natural gas received $5.9 in subsidies in 2020, or roughly $11 million 
dollars every minute uh every minute all right give them so john smith uh let me let me ask you a question john smith since you're here i'm, I'm going to end this in a minute you're going to stick around with us you're going to be you're going to continue seeing us sharing us and all that good stuff are you going to become a member of the pdr posse john smith let me hear from you i want you on the team what you say about that okay good i haven't heard from your answer yeah Thank you. I appreciate that, John Smith. I, and I'm going to believe in you, John. All right, folks, we need to get out of here. Please remember, there is a catch up here. Because of you, Egberto, only not content of Iran. <laughs> okay, uh, Eric. Still love you, Eric. Still love you, Eric. All right, here's the deal. Um, please, I have, I'm going to put one more link here. This is a catch-all support, support for Politics Done Right. And why don't you finish me off with the GoFundMe. PoliticsDoneRight.com slash GoFundMe politicsandright.com slash GoFundMe. Doesn't matter if you go over a little bit. That that come in helpful with all the damn parking that I got to do, all that good stuff. Look, it's amazing. Um, I, I've always been empathetic. I've been even more empathetic uh, when my wife got lupus. I got even more empathetic when my daughter had SVT. I'm supremely more empathetic as I watch, and, and when I say, I'm using my family as an example, but it applies to when I see things happen to people I know, people around, not only that I know person, but people that I see. But this one has been a killer to see how the system works when you are in that hospital and watch people suffer. And I'm not talking about my daughter. I'm talking about my daughter. Just watching people suffer. Ashley update Nanette Bird Smith. She goes into she is being moved to uh, re extensive rehab today. Thank you for your interest. I got to get out of here, folks. I think I gave you the last support email. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this baby. I am what out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.